Peace and blessings and welcome to a another episode of Sickle Teller. This week I decided to excuse me utilize the fact that it was Nurses Appreciation Week and have a conversation with a good friend of mine who happens to be a nurse. Um the reason why I thought this was the perfect time to have this conversation is because with everything going on with COVID-19, I thought having a open forum for somebody who is on the front lines to discuss what she sees, deals with, and has experienced would be an important perspective for everybody who may or may not know what it's like for those in the hospitals right now. Um, Michelle and I discuss a various amount of topics from why she became a nurse um, and the different types of nursing um, jobs she's had, as well as the pros and cons of working in a private or public nursing situation. So if you have been waiting for a very long time, please wait no longer. The next episode of Sickle Teller is officially upon us. Happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers. Happy Nurses Appreciation Week to all of the nurses. Happy Teachers Appreciation Week to all the teachers. I'm so sorry. Um... So much is going on right now, and our minds are just kind of overwhelmed. But, you know, we appreciate everybody. Uh, So without further ado, please take a listen. Hopefully we figured it all out. What's up, Michelle? I'm good. How are you? Good. How are you feeling? I feel feel good. Are you drinking water? I have a bottle of water right in front of me right now. Good job. Okay. As you guys may or may not know, this is a very important week for a lot of people, but um, especially with everything that's going on, I think it is super important to kind of shine a light on all of the work that nurses truly do. So I wanted to bring somebody who I've known from the time that I barely had a voice as deep as this (laughs) and... Um, before she was even thinking about being a nurse and she was playing basketball for our high school basketball team, only for freshman mm-hmm. year, though. only freshman year. Yeah. That was <laughs> um, just too much work. <laughs> <I won't... laughs> and becoming a nurse seemed to be so much easier for you. Huh? So much easier. I said, and becoming a nurse seemed to be so much easier for you. Hello? Are you, the... Hello? Are you still there? I'm here. Hello. I can hear you now. Okay. Now I said becoming a nurse seemed to be so much easier for you than playing basketball in high school. <laughs> that shit was not fun at all. But yeah. Nah, not at, not all. at all. No, but um, I thought it was super important because you know with Nurses Appreciation Week and again everything that's going on with COVID nineteen, I just kind of wanted to talk to somebody who is in the field and has been in the field for a very long time. So if you could just give me a little background about what kind of nursing you do, how long you've been nursing, and um, why you went into nursing. Okay. So I have been a nurse for nine and a half years. Most of my background is in the emergency room. However, I did transition almost two years ago to this position. I am now a registered nurse clinical care coordinator. What I do now, why thank you. Um, I needed I needed an easier life. Like 
Bell three three twelve sounds easy, but it's not easy at all, especially as a single parent. So I need to spend more time with my child. So I transition. You, you know, not even to cut you off, but explain what three twelves are. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, my wife now is a nurse, so I it took me a very long time to understand like just no because you know you think you think yeah, about we it speak and, a different um, language people yeah and not just that but people assume that being a nurse is nope. easy or it's it's you know you only work three mm-hmm. days a week but kind of go into what that schedule means and how it kind of uh dictates how your okay, life so is. with the 312s um Depending on the facility, you do get to make your own schedule or just you get almost, you get pretty much a great handle on your schedule, but sometimes you don't. The 312s are three 12-hour shifts per week, but a week starts on Sunday. So if you were in most Mm. facilities, you have to work every other weekend. So if you work Saturday, Sunday, your Saturday goes towards the last week. Your Sunday goes towards the first week. One moment. Mm-mm, out. Sorry. I know that. I know that combination all yeah, too well. Yeah. So then, if you work the Saturday Sunday, and then you still have to work two more days for the week. So sometimes you do Saturday Sunday Monday Tuesday, so that you work those four twelves yeah. in a row, and then you are dead. Especially if you work the overnight shift, which is what I did. So I was working either seven to seven or eight yeah. to eight. You can't get your life back on track for like another two days because you're completely upside down and you're exhausted. And so mm-hmm. you lose those four days in a row that you're at work. And then you lose another two because you're tired and you need rest. And then you have probably one free day before you have to go back to work again. And that's and that's on the the schedule that allows you to have two or three yeah. or four days off because it's not exactly. always a guarantee. But sometimes if you do that four days in a row, you can that like shift your schedule so that you can have probably a week off without taking time off. So yeah. you either top loaded or bottom top and bottom loaded so that you can have a lot of days off in between. But you dread when those four days are coming back up, and then you you start to feel like sad and a little depressed about going back to work and nobody wants to go to work sad or anxious and especially when you have lives on the line no yeah absolutely and now you how long did you work the overnight um position as a nurse for about three years yeah wow so for those three years um you had to balance parenting and being a single mother it was rough it was rough and they and she was little so thank like thank god for my family because without them i don't know how i would have survived or would still be surviving because they're like my everything but um that it's rough it's very hard very demanding especially like in the emergency room not to discredit the other units in the hospital but you don't know if you're going to get a break. You can't say, I have too many patients. Yeah. You can't go to the bathroom. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's, it's it's hard. Yeah. And and especially because it's like no two days yeah, are like. you never so know what you're It's doing. not like you can say, oh, well, 
Yeah, it's not like, oh, well, today should be better because that there's no guarantee yeah. that there's a better day. Um, yeah, well, I mean, you know, I commend you. And this is why I wanted to have this type of a conversation because I think with Mother's Day being tomorrow, with everything that's going on in the world, and like, I kind of feel that nurses are, nurses and um, essential workers in the hospitals, they're not really being advocated you know, honestly, for honestly, as much like, as they should. Honestly, sounds bad, but they need more advocates for the nurses' aides. They are the backbone of the hospital. Well, it, a lot of nurses, a lot so of now, nurses can't do what they do without an aide. A lot of nurses don't, like, they can't do it. They can't manage it. They can't do their own vital signs. They can't turn a patient. They can't change a patient. They depend on the nurses' aide to do all of that. And if they are not going to do any of that or even at least help, then all of that work falls onto the aid to find help from another aid because another nurse is not going to help another nurse's aid with that nurse's patient. Like, that's just not going to happen. So even in, and, you know, and that's, that's, I think, that's a tough part about being in a hospital that there's a hierarchy of some sort, you know, and, you know, I think with everything that's going on now, people are just getting a chance to see what it is like for those that work in hospitals in different settings, whether it's, you know, as a nurse, whether it's as a doctor, whether it's as an aide, whether it's just, you know, maintenance staff, the people that are working in these hospitals, um, they unfortunately have to follow this unspoken rule of whatever their um, institution has so that they can at least have a comfortable 10, 12 Mm -hmm. hour shift. And like you said, you know, the nurses aid, which people fail to even acknowledge, they do help so much because nurses can, depending on what unit they're on, they can have as many as three to four patients (laughs) themselves. And to stay and 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 that's on like you laugh because it could really be like on a light day. <laughs> three You're like, four, three to like, four. I was that, for that. That's on <laughs> like I see you know? in the slow day in the <laughs> You know, you know what I'm saying? So it's like it's so it's so crazy to know that there's so many moving parts to just having one patient go into a hospital and have now, I'm not even going to say phenomenal mm-hmm. service, just decent, decent service. There's so many moving parts. What, um, at what point um, as we're working overnight that you just kind of felt that this wasn't going to last any longer for you and you needed to well, make a transition? Um, the last time I was working the overnights, it was in the city as well. So that made it even more difficult. And I was just missing mm-hmm. out on too much, like on way too much. Like I could get my yeah. days off, like if she had like a, an award ceremony or something like that, but can't take her to school, can't pick her up from school. Some days, like I'm just a complete zombie, missed her whole day, and then I wake up at like midnight because I'm on an upside down schedule, she's sleeping. So it's like, I needed a sense of normalcy. Yeah. And that just Mm. wasn't it. Uh, Did you feel like she was starting to like notice 
the lack of you being there or was your family so strong in that that yeah, it wasn't she wasn't able she to realize, realize it but it's just I didn't feel like we had the bond that we should have because everything is oh I'll just go to mm-hmm. grandma it's 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 kind of still like that now but yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot better yeah I saw that interaction that yeah. you guys had the other day. <laughs> that was pretty that was so cute. Funny. <laughs> but um, she is definitely like, especially like over the last year or two since I've been in this job, mm-hmm. she's more like a mommy's girl now, and it's it feels good. Definitely That's amazing. Good. That's super. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, at no point, like you know, it, I'm like I just admire how much you guys do and everybody understands and knows like I have sickle cell anemia so when it comes down to being in the hospital I know what it's like top to bottom with nurses and nurses aides and Mm -hmm. doctors and all that you know but when you start to see like and this situation kind of was um the turning point for me in a lot of ways because for a very long time it was just like you know you kind of see yourself as the one that needs help when you go into Mm -hmm. a hospital and you don't think about those people that are helping and what they may need to do their jobs effectively or even just to you know be as good of a nurse or a doctor or whatever the case is excuse me as you would need and then you start to hear about these ppes and the lack of ppes being given out and how many times people are reusing yeah, that's, PPE. It's just and disgusting. That's what it is. It well besides it being disgusting. Disgusting like, on I many remember levels. having a conversation. I'm t- and you know, it's sick because with a, in a conversation I had with my wife, she was like, a year ago, if you wore the same like any you get written into up another room that you would get written up. Whereas now they've like they've lessened Listen. the the guidelines and, they found you and allowed with a mask in the hallway. They were who's your manager? What unit do you work on? You're reported. Wow. Infection wow. control all over your ass because of that. Now I'm like, wow. Okay, I'm happy I don't work in the hospital Wait, anymore because so it wouldn't. What be is nice. infection control? Like, what is infection control in regards to that? Because, like, as you bring that up, that's a huge thing. But what what would happen in that procedure? Like, if you were to be written up for wearing a mask outside and you weren't um, supposed to? So, like, each, each facility has their own, like, course of disciplinary action. Um, in that case, whoever... Mm-hmm. Whoever, whoever reported would have to report it to your direct manager... And then your manager would then call you into the office if you work for a union hospital. Well, I shouldn't say a union hospital. If the nurses at the hospital are like, um, if they have a union, you can request to have a union mm. rep with you to witness the conversation so that you also have your, like you have backup. Yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah. the union also has their own set of rules and regulations. And so, um, yeah, what you can exactly. and can't do. I've learned that now that I'm part go. of the union. So, um, and that based on like your record, they will determine those like the disciplinary action if whether if it's just going to be a verbal or if you're going to get a written. And if you accrue a certain amount of those over time, you can get suspended. Wow. 
So this is literally them doing what they feel is best, but not taking it like into consideration the well-being of any of the staff. Um, like this is like you mean like getting caught or like getting. No, no, I'm talking about like with them changing the laws or the like the procedures now for, oh, for they, you guys in the hospital. They don't care. They don't care right now because they don't care because they don't have the money or the supplies. If they had the mm. supplies, the rules wouldn't have changed. But now that they don't have the supplies mm. and they also don't want to, they don't want the nurses not to go to work. So they're like, oh, let's just, let's just lower this. They have to wear their mask. They only have one. And we can't do anything about that. So we can't write anybody up because they need to come to work. And they can't do any better. And I even heard with that. They can't give them more masks. So it's like you either save this or you don't have one. And if you don't have one, you can't work. (sighs) Um, Do you interact with any of... Um, do you have like coworkers or colleagues or anybody that you interact with that's in yeah, the hospital uh, outside yeah. of friends? And how are they handling just the changes over the last couple of months? Like, has it been, you know, has it gotten better? Is it the same? Is it just to the point where nurses are literally ready to walk out of their jobs? Like, like it's, it's what overwhelming. Have you heard? That's what it is. I don't know any other way to like explain it, but it's. It's just completely overwhelming because not only do we not have like a definitive treatment for the COVID, there's still also the influx of patients that are coming in because their doctor's offices are closed. They have no one else to go to. Mm. So it's just, it's an enormous volume of people that they're seeing on a daily basis and they're garbed in all of this PPE, which is suffocating all in itself. And yeah they're tired they're just tired and so i've heard um i've had various conversations with different people um and i've heard that some like i heard northwell and i'm only going to say because it's private and everybody knows private has different they do things differently but i heard that they were able to pay their staff in addition to their normal pay, um, some people got, um, I think some nurses got an additional increase for working during this time. I heard all staff members got an additional bonus of yeah, set amount of money. Pay. And um, yeah, hazard pay. But in the city, there's hospitals that haven't even gotten an idea mm-hmm. of hazard pay. Um, and I think it's... <clears throat> The reason why I brought up that Northwell is a private hospital in Long Island is that it just kind of shows the difference of communities and the way you're going to be treated in said communities. Um, And those people that are in, you know, Long Island who may not need to take a bus or a train to work, who may not need to, um, like, they don't have to worry about as much, but they're getting an additional pay, which is not, I'm not saying that they don't deserve it, but then you look at those people that their children are home. They have to maybe hire a babysitter or beg somebody to stay and watch their kids because everything 
in their life is upside down now. And they don't even get the chance to receive a little bit of extra money for the work that they're doing. It's just, it mm-hmm. just sucks because I really don't understand why is it that there's like a difference in how people are treated just because they work for a private hospital versus a public hospital. Do you feel that that's something that um, comes with its pros and cons? Like being able to work in a public hospital, you'll have maybe a union, whereas in a private, you won't. Or do you feel like at this point is really just what works better for you? Because I think that like not hearing people working in the city, not getting like anything, I don't know, man. Like it, it, it rubs me the wrong way because I know that these people are sacrificing so much more to make sure that their people, you know, are making it home. Not only that, but that they have to come back home and not even share experiences with their family members. Like, I don't know. It, yeah, like the city hospital, I think city hospitals always get treated like shit. Like, so I'm not even surprised. Um, the city never has money. Mm. The nurses get, like, there's, there's pros and cons. Like, they have a great unit. Mm. And, like, nurses that work for city, city hospitals are, like, they get a pension which the private hospitals, mm. you have to save your money. But um, pros and cons with everything. Mm-hmm. The benefits at the city hospitals use, are usually much better than what you get in the private hospitals. But um, in the long, like, people who, like, think more so longevity and not putting, like, 8% in their 401k will more so lean towards mm-hmm. a city hospital because they know they'll have their pension. They know that they can retire at a decent age. And they know they'll have great benefits. Right. When you work for like Northwell or like even the NYU system, it's the other way. Like, you know, you're getting paid a significant amount much more. You still get benefits. Mm. You still have access to like great care, but you don't have a pension and you have to dump into your 401k. Mm. You have to save your money. Like after a certain couple of years, you like a certain amount of years, you'll become vested. So they will, you will retire to a small amount of money. But we need our money. Like this, this, like our culture, we need money now. So we'll go to those yeah. private hospitals rather than work at a city hospital and get paid pennies. So, mm. yeah. Wow. So do you now that you? been almost you know 10 years in what do you see nursing becoming as we slowly come out of COVID because I think the last 10 years have been it's been you know we've we've had a lot of like advances in technology like I never thought that I'd be able to like you know have well I I never thought that you know uh, urgent cares would be a thing right and they are and to the point where they're everywhere where people literally would much rather go to urgent mm-hmm. care go to their doctor which is fine with everything that's going on now do you think that health the healthcare system is going to change because of um covid and how people the experiences that people had or do you think that just like with anything once people get back to normal things are just going to snap back and we're going to forget that this even was something that happened i definitely think that it is going to change because even prior to covid they're trying to do a push more towards outpatient care 
rather than inpatient care, like being hospitalized. And COVID has shown right. us that all of the, like a lot of the things that people were going to the hospital and getting admitted for, they could have stayed home. They could have been treated, they mm. could have been prescribed something from a doctor's office and then and, and treat themselves at home. Admissions are going to go down. Mm. I feel as though admissions are going to go down significantly, which can either hurt the hospitals or help them. Because a lot, like the hospitals will not get mm. reimbursed if a patient becomes readmitted to the hospital. So with admission rates going down in general, hospitals may, may, may they might make a lot more money. Ah, I see. From, From the insurance, insurance companies. companies. And I think that okay. people will be healthier being treated at home as opposed to going to the hospital. Your home, well, most people's homes, I would say, are much, <laughs> yes, are yes. much cleaner yes. than a hospital. Hospitals are filthy. So if you stay in your house and you can treat yourself and you have your doctor available to you, that's the best place for you to be. Right. And so I think that it's going to change more so, more so towards outpatient care. And that would be good. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I really do hope that this experience has, you know, just... There's so many things in the hospital that can be changed, you know, and it's not just about, you know, if you're public or private, it's really just about like giving the employees the best tools possible so that they can mm -hmm. make sure that the patients yeah. have the best experience possible. And you can tell when, you know, and this is just prior to, you can tell when someone's overworked, you know, I'm not, I'm not even talking about in the midst of these last two or three months, I'm just talking about if you go into an emergency room, you can tell when that nurse has been there two or three days. You know, you can you can tell when somebody and you know, and not to say that you shouldn't be allowed to work two, three days, but I think you know, going forward, this should allow people to kind of see that people's personal lives and how they can recoup outside of work is just as important as how they do their work inside of wherever they're at. Cause there's so many people now that you see how many jobs are people working from home where they're almost like, I didn't know that I could do this from home. I never knew that you could have a nursing position from home until we had the conversation. Yeah. I was just like, really? Like, yeah, <laughs> I've been doing this for a while now. Absolutely. I was like, really? Mm -hmm. It's sure amazing. Is. But, you know, yeah, I mean, you haven't had to, like, been exposed to a hospital and unless you need to, you know, unless you have to go in for some sort nope. of training or nope. a meeting or whatever. But, and even in that, you know, it's like at your disposal. So it's it. I really, really, really am excited to see if, you know, the inner workings of the hospitals just kind of like repurpose themselves and allow them to grow and become a new and improved version of what we experience now. Because you're right, you know, if you can be treated at home. Exactly, like, home, the hospitals need to focus like, on like necessary admissions. Yes, absolutely. Like like I said, my wife, oh, she okay. works in labor and delivery and 
one of the funniest things um, was once COVID, you know, started to happen. And when I say funniest, I say it in the sense of she would have patients that would come in like, oh, Mm -hmm. I have an itch. Or, oh, I think the baby moved two inches to the left. I need to be admitted. Mm -hmm. Now, (laughs) unless it is dire, like that baby's head is about to come out of (laughs) said woman, they probably are not rushing to the hospitals, which, again, it allows them to focus on those people that truly do need servicing at this moment. It's not spreading their energy out to somebody <laughs> who's just yelling and screaming for aspirin because you know they want an aspirin you know this is somebody who may need a little bit more attention and now they can get one two maybe even three staffs so it's um it's it's good like you said to see that there's people that are starting to realize that they can self-medicate and self-treat themselves at home with you know uh prescription and you know advice from a doctor but i really really hope that on top of that people come out with a lot more respect for Mm -hmm. the staff that works in the hospital, not just doctors, but nurses and the nurses aides and, you know, the, the physicians, they clean every single person because they are the people that are fighting for us right now to get back to normal. Like they are the ones that are sacrificing sleep and time with their families to make sure that this invisible, you know, war that we're fighting slowly returned everybody back to their normal lives. Mm -hmm. And um, I personally wanted to make sure that you got a chance to speak about (laughs) your experiences and just got your flowers. No, you know, your, um, your story, I think is super relevant, right? Tomorrow being Mother's Day, like I said, and there's so many women who, they come into a certain place in their lives and they maybe make a decision and don't know the impact of that decision, but have to follow through with it. Whether it's working overnight, whether it's being a single mother, whether it's doing both. Um, And to be able to stop and understand what's truly important for you, not only as a single mother, but as a woman and saying, I need a personal (laughs) life. I need to be able to raise my child. No, because you're like, when you're like, I'm missing stuff. I know exactly what you mean. You're missing just being able to have a life, not just come home. It's insane. It is insane, the kind of like sacrifice that you guys make. And, um, you know, I don't think everybody truly understands, like whether you live with someone that works in a hospital but you don't stop to ask them what their experience is like, whether you have a family member who's been a nurse for 20, 30 years, but you've never really, you know, heard the stories that they may have had. This just kind of gives an insight for people that like, it's not easy to be a hardworking woman that has to now turn around and dedicate her life to something that, people don't necessarily give you praise for it. People expect you to be an amazing nurse. Like I've had like <laughs> just nasty nurses, but I've had amazing nurses. And no, oh, <laughs> you know the nasty nurses. <laughs> the nurses don't, honestly, <laughs> they, they don't no, want anybody they to ask them anything. And they mad. 
that I'm not even you know, gonna lie. And, that's what it is. That is another. Oh, they for pain meds. And you know, yeah, we're gonna have. You're just gonna make this conversation <laughs> so much longer now because no, that's true though. It's true. There's and you know that's that's why I think this is important. There's so many people that don't allow a diagnosis to dictate how they treat patients because it's it's not fair to assume that because somebody has whatever they have that you're just going to say oh yeah this person's only here for this because you don't know their story we could assume that you're only there because exactly you want money when this could have been something that you're doing you wanted to do since you were a child you know like we can't like i'm not going to sit there and and assume anything about you as long as you're not going to assume anything about me as a patient but that is probably one of the hardest things for I think any human being to do is to not take things personally or not to um, to feel entitled in certain situations, you know. And I think as a patient, I've had so many great nurses, and that's what I want to highlight. You know, I want to highlight the fact that there's women and men. I'm not going to sit here and say there aren't male nurses mm-hmm. because there are male them, nurses. We gather together. We say but, you um, straight. <laughs> I'm not even like <laughs> it's a whole headache. And you know, it's yeah, you're trying to figure out like how mm-hmm. which direction is this gonna go? <laughs> you know, and then, and then that's and that's even down to it. No, but working in a profession that is said to be quote unquote job. predominantly for females, yeah, you you know, that's also like a safety thing. You know, you kind of want to make sure like, look, I just don't want to be at work with somebody who, if we end up passing by and it's like a dark patient's room, I got to be <laughs> Nobody wants, like, that's, and it's true. Like, you can have that thought in your mind in like a two second glance of seeing somebody, but you not have to share it with anybody because it's like, that's what it is to be a woman. <laughs> But me as a man, as I'm, no, I'm serious. As a man, as I think about that, I'm like, that's so crazy that like women have to just do these like snap judge assessments (laughs) for various reasons outside of just (laughs) sexuality. It's just like, can I tell him about my personal life or is he going to now use that against me at work? You know? Um, So I think, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot, but I, I just want to thank welcome. you. I, I just, I do want to thank you. If you have anything that you want to share, anything you want to say, anything that you would like to just kind of uh, discuss, please, please, the floor is yours. I would like to thank you for, for having me and thank you for appreciating me and recognizing me as a mother and a nurse during Nurses Week and Mother's Day weekend. And you have been a great friend since high school. I'm very proud of you. I'm very happy for your recent marriage. It was beautiful. And you have a beautiful, so wonderful much. wife. I, I met her it. once, but that was enough to tell me that. Thank you. So congratulations. Yes, I know. Thank you. And Thank you. my mom I misses so you. I appreciate that. She still loves you as well. Oh, I miss your mom <laughs> so much. Oh, yeah, you, she, she knows she's yeah, the first. She's like, she's like my Next husband my got married. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your husband did get married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, she had a husband first, you know. 
I had to unfortunately move on with my life, but it's good to know that she still, you know, sees me in that beautiful light. Oh, and I do have something also interesting to say. I'm speaking to you today, and I've been wearing my Waz Speaks shirt since morning. So <laughs> I just love my prep boys. <laughs> yes, man. Shout out to shout out to the good, good, good <laughs> friend of ours, Big Waz, over there in California right now, just taking the West Coast by storm, to say the absolute least. Mm-hmm. So big shout out to that guy. Um, thank you so much, Michelle. Yeah. I mean, again. This, no, this is like, it's so important, man, because I just want the um, other nurses who, again, may feel like at this time they're not being acknowledged to know that there's people that really, really appreciate what you're doing. Um, And if we could, we would sing your praises every single day. But this week is your week. If you're a mother tomorrow or Mother's Day is your day, so we will celebrate you on that day as well. And as long as we are here, we will continue to appreciate and support everything that you guys do, not only as women, Black women, <laughs> urban women, Hispanic women, no matter, just women in general. But Michelle's Black <laughs> women. Black women. Um, <laughs> um, nurses, mothers, whether you're a single mother, happily married, divorced, whatever, we are singing your praises because without you guys, we, children, men, women, boys, would not be here. So thank you so much to all the mothers. Thank you to the women that are mothers. Thank you to the mothers that are nurses. And thank you to Michelle because you have made this episode phenomenal. Thank you, my dear. It's been a pleasure. Please send my love to the family. And we'll speak soon. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.